a ridiculous amount of vomit. Favorite Channel's podcast. Hello, I'm Moose. I'm Jody. It's a podcast uh, with a married couple talking about movies and TV shows. You know, I'm going to boost you. Yeah. A little bit more. Yeah. Cool. It's a podcast about a married couple talking movies and TV shows. Yep. Hello there. How's everybody doing? Great, great. Let's get to it. Yeah. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? This is like the only way we get to talk to each other sometimes. And we talk good today. Yeah, true. We had a good marital slash lover discussion. Oh, yeah. Discussions of household, married stuff, parental stuff. All of it. All the time. Yeah. Indeed. Yes. And um, now we're talking movies. Well, one TV show. Stuff we've watched. We've watched a couple movies. We'll get to those. We'll start with a TV show. Yes. Disney Plus, Marvel's Secret Invasion, Samuel L. Jackson. This kind of uh, dovetails off of where Captain Marvel left off with the scrolls, and it's a TV show. And I remember watching the trailer thinking, oh, this looks interesting. Like, there's a faction of scrolls who are good. Um, The one guy, the main actor who plays the main scroll, I can't think of his name. Uh, And then there's like this other faction that is like, well, we want to make Earth our home and screw the humans and they can all die if they have to. Sure. And you got Amelia Clark in there from, uh, you know, Daenerys Targaryen from Game of Thrones. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And so we watched an episode and I'm going to surmise my feelings on the secret invasion with this one audio clip. You're all fucking boring. <laughs> it's boring. This is one of our favorite little clips, isn't it? Yeah, thank you, favorite. Banshees of Inishirin. Yeah, thanks. It's this, boring. This is something we say a lot. Yeah, it is. Anyway, uh, yeah, I didn't like it. It was boring. And I'm sorry, but I do not like Kobe Smulders. Yeah, you're not a fan of her. I'm no, not either. No, I just she bugs me. I don't. She, I don't know why particularly. I just don't think she's that great. And I don't know. Like, I don't know how she kind of has had a successful acting career. But well, has she had a successful acting? She's been in a lot of Marvel movies, which yeah. you could say, okay, that's successful, but. Yeah. She's not a, had a diverse acting career. No, she had a popular TV show. You know, I met your mother. Yeah, I don't know. It's, she wasn't that great in that either for me. So Is your problem with her, does it stem from that story I told you? No. About the Chicago Film Festival? Nope, because I forgot all about this story. Uh, uh, so are much, you sure you told me? And I'm I, pretty sure I told you. It was your girlfriend. No, no, no. Basically, <laughs> she was, I, I know one of the organizers of it. Okay. And they said she was just a pain to deal with. A like, diva. Yeah, like yeah. she had to have first class and mm-hmm. she was pissed because she got business class. And mm-hmm. I don't know. <clears throat> I'm, okay. I'm, I'm given just very gen- general points from that story. And. <sighs> Take it for what it's worth. You no. know, maybe she was promised first class. Or also, something. yeah, like I don't know. But I get what you're saying. though. like performance-wise, she's just there. Yeah, for me, really... I, like that story aside, I just don't like her performance. Yeah. I don't know. She just doesn't do anything. Right. Agreed. I don't know. But I, the show... I don't believe her as this like butt-kicking agent either. Yeah. I don't know. 
Um, but as far as the show Secret Invasion, it, I, I just I don't find myself caring enough about you know the stakes. You know, like I don't care about the green shape shifting people. Yeah, and their struggle to fight off the bad green shape shifting people. Yeah, to prevent them from conquering the earth. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I just don't care. And the first episode was kind of boring. Yeah. It just didn't do anything for me. Usually those shows, I'm really surprised because the trailer did a really good job making it seem like this very kind of spy thriller. Like clandestine. Who who can you trust? You know, that sort of thing. Yeah. Almost like a sci-fi comic book version of, uh, um, what's that Robert Redford movie? Three Days of the Condor. Yeah, ask your grandparents. Yeah, wow. It's a good movie. Okay. But anyway, yeah, it's Secret Invasion for me. It's a, it's a no for me, dog. Yeah. It did not hold my attention. Tried it. Tried it. We tried it. Anything not else? Not good. Do not recommend. Do not. Do not go there. <laughs> do not touch that. Don't lick that. <laughs> Moving on to our first of two movies. I was looking forward to this. Like, when it came out in theaters, I was like, I saw the trailers. I even did a VO for the trailer. It's on my moosevoice.com mm-hmm. blog page. But uh, Evil Dead Rise. Yes. It was in theaters. I read the reviews. Got good reviews. I was excited. Mm-hmm. It finally made it to HBO Max or Max, whatever it's called now. Yeah, because we don't actually get to go to the movies. We yeah. got to wait till we can watch them at home. Yeah, exactly. Because, you know, child care. So I saw, like, that Monday, like, it, the Evil Dead Rise is coming to Max this Friday. Like, ooh. Uh-huh. We're going to watch this. I know. You're like, for Dana, you want to watch this scary movie? I'm like, no. Yeah, Jody's. you're not a fan of horror movies. No, nah, it's, you know, it's not my thing. I don't like to be scared, okay? I don't like haunted houses. I don't like when people jump around the corner at you. I don't like sneaky spiders that jump. No, uh-uh. I don't and like to be scared. You probably don't like that big spider No, I don't. Heck no. Don't even. No. I'll you don't want to look at out. it? Nope. You don't want to look at that spider in your shoulder no, right now? You better get it off of me right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, Jody does not like the scares or the surprises. No. And here's Jody the whole time during Evil Dead Rise. Mm, look at my phone at that scary part. Because, yeah, if, if the music got too intense and I knew things were going that way, I'd be like, okay, back to my Sudoku puzzle. <laughs> That's yeah. how I can watch a scary movie and get through the whole thing. So, but in all fairness, I was paying attention to the story and yeah. the plot. Okay. Yeah. So. And for, I can give an opinion on this movie. Absolutely. <laughs> and I will say, for my opinion, it's it's not biased because I think I've done a good job of like being a fan of whatever IP mm-hmm. series in the past and just being completely let down by the latest sure. version, Top Gun. Right. Um, so, yeah, I'm a fan of the Evil Dead movies and I was looking forward to this and it did not disappoint for me. Wow. I, I, I'm kind of surprised by that. Really? Yeah. I liked Evil Dead Rise. I thought it was gory and it moved at a great pace. The performances were good. <laughs> this is shocking to me. You thought I thought it sucked? Yes. Oh, no. Yes. I'm having what, a moment here of like, what? What gave, what, what about me? I don't know. Gave that gave you that impression. Well, because for me, okay, I'll tell you my opinion. I thought the story was just okay and a little like not well done and not. It was I don't know. It just seemed kind of awkward. 
and like what this is stupid like the plot itself is kind of dumb and then and then some of the effects and some of the things that were happening was like oh come on like this is the most like you're just doing this just to be gory and disgusting and like because you can and ha 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 you know but that's that's evil dead that's evil dead in a nutshell (laughs) that's what you love about it is everything i like roll my eyes out you know what i love about it is like the first evil dead was scary and it was evil dead 2 and then on where they started to kind of have fun with it a little bit Uh like it had its scary moments but there's definitely some goofball stuff, uh-huh. like almost like Three Stooges stuff. Okay. There wasn't a lot of that in this. The uh-huh. one moment that was like that was when like the the eye got spit out and it they, they did the camera point of view as the eye flies into somebody else's mouth. Uh-huh. That was a little zany. Uh-huh. But other oh, than that, I can was, think of many more. <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was overall kind of a serious uh, uh, story and some scary moments, some genuinely scary moments. And I liked all the performances. I thought they were all pretty good. The little girl was cute. Yeah. Some some interesting effects, like the one girl eating the glass was cool. Yeah. Kind of a lot of gore, a lot of gruesome, a lot yeah. of blood, a lot of blood, a lot of vomit. Was like, there a lot of vomit? Yeah. I remember the one girl vomiting it, on the brother. It was when the when the mom first kind of turned. Okay. There was like a like. And a ridiculous amount of vomit. <laughs> like, yeah, that's like one of those like zany, like, oh, come on. Yeah, just went on for a long time. <laughs> yeah, that's like I said, that's kind of the draw of Evil Dead. Like <laughs> they did a good job with Evil Dead in 2013. They did almost a straight up remake. Um, did um, we watch that one? No, I watched okay pieces of it that one was more straightforward horror okay there wasn't a lot of any slapstick or okay even close to comedy okay and it worked it was good but uh this one stays true to more of the kind of the what do you expect with evil dead okay well i went into it expecting horror <laughs> movie and i got this so now it kind of makes sense yeah. <laughs> you have not seen evil dead right i don't know if i have okay no i remember that was like one of i watched that when i was 10 years old yeah. And I shouldn't have because ugh, I no. think I was up all night that night. So the things that got me scary when I was younger were Stephen King stuff. Like I would read the novels and then watch like Pet Cemetery. That yeah. scared the Yeah, that one I was pretty pretty little for. And then, you know, as I got older, it, you know, people were into Freddy Krueger, Nightmare on Elm Street, you know, the Halloween movies and you know, um what's the one with Pinhead? Hellraiser. Yeah, stuff like that was kind of popular when yeah. I started kind of watching horror movies, I guess. But so I've seen some of those things, Chucky, Charles, all the child's play, that kind of stuff. But yeah, I don't know. This one was just a little, uh, little uh, goofy sometimes. But that's interesting. Like, uh, uh, that's um, that's interesting to hear from somebody who's not seen Evil Dead movies, <laughs> because as somebody who has. There wasn't a lot of goofy there. Yeah. There was some. And maybe I just, maybe I missed it. I don't know, but. Yeah. Uh, did you, as an overall movie, was it entertaining? Yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a good scary movie. It's not for kids. I no. mean, it's a good, it's a good scary time. I mean, just, I guess, I don't know what I went into it expecting, but um, I don't know. It's okay. 
Here's a clip from Evil Dead Rise. This is the end, the climax when uh, the Evil Dead uh, demons have gone through the wood chipper and her older sister, who was the first uh, taken over by a demon, um, uh, is pleading with her as she's about to go into the wood chipper. Please help me, Betty Boo. Only my sister gets to call me that. Chainsaws her head. The head remains. You know, you really do look like Mom. And you're gonna fail miserably just like her. You stinking horrible grooming! Kicks the head into the wood chipper, done. Mm -hmm. But uh, some interesting stuff. Like, I like the opening shot, and we'll wrap it up here. But the, just real quick, the opening shot was interesting because Evil Dead, they always show the point of view of, like, the spirit coming to yeah. take, possess whoever. Sure. And it's always like, going through the woods. Yeah. And then it's revealed in that opening shot that that was just a drone that one of the characters was flying through the woods. Huh. Yeah. So I thought that was an interesting modern twist yeah. on the the old uh, yeah thing. Evil Dead Rise. I'd I'd recommend it. Go watch it on HBO Max. Mm, Jody, not so much. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> and moving on to our final uh, TV show movie, the Boston Strangler. Yeah. The movie on Hulu. Yes. Though I think these movies they put on Disney Plus in Europe and whatnot. Hmm. Yeah. So you got Keira Knightley as, um, I guess, a real life character, Loretta McLaughlin, who was went from the life went from the lifestyle desk of whatever newspaper in Boston to writing uh, front page stories documenting the Boston Strangler uh, serial killer in Boston in the sixties, <clears throat> late sixties, I think. Yep, she uh, pairs up with character played by Carrie Coon, which I am a fan of both of them. Yeah, Kira Knightley's so pretty. Yeah. Yeah. She's really good, too. She's Yeah, she's good. I don't think I've really seen her in anything that I didn't believe her in or like her in, you know? I and can't. I don't think I've ever heard her do an American accent before. Hmm. Yeah. And she pulled it off pretty good here in Boston Strangler. Yeah. I'm just glad she didn't do the hardcore Thick, Boston accent. Yeah. I wonder if the real Loretta McLaughlin had the Boston accent, but Kira Knightley's like, no, I'm not going to do that. I don't know. You could find that out, probably. Yeah, I'm sure there's it's probably an interview some interviews. Yeah. yeah, Chris Cooper is good too. Yeah. He's always good. You yeah, know? can't go wrong, with Chris Cooper. But yeah. uh, Boston Strangler, mm -hmm. I thought it was good. It was nothing that kind of you know knocked the doors off for me. I thought it kind of followed a lot of the tropes of the uh, following and hunting down the serial killer type of thing. Like I it made me feel. Uh, it made me think a lot of Zodiac. Mm. Sure. I think it's 1997, 2003, maybe. Uh, David Fincher movie. Uh, essentially, it's the same movie, but with the Zodiac Killer in San Francisco. Yeah, San Fran. Yeah, I think, though, what this movie did really well, it, you know, it it kind of gave people more a sense of, like, how scared people were when this was going on and stuff. Mm. And then, like... Kind of that, you know, I don't want to say police cover up, but like ineptitude. Yeah. You know, just kind of where 
someone else has figured this out, you know, it it kind of echoes some of the internet sleuths of today, you know, solving unsolved crimes yeah. and things like that. Like other people can help with these kinds of things, you know, kind of that theme, like, you know. I think that's that's an interesting angle I think they should have done more with in the movie. Mm. Almost kind of based the movie around that, how essentially the police is f- screwing this up and it's up to us, the newspaper reporters, mm-hmm. investigators to, you know, bring it to light mm-hmm. and to help find this killer or sure. killers. And I think that could have been something they, they should have pursued more in this movie. Otherwise, like I said, I feel like it was just kind of a run of the mill doing the investigative reporting to track down the serial killer. They even, there was even one scene that was right out of Zodiac where she goes to meet with the character, David Marsh. Mm-hmm. It was like this obsessive, weird boyfriend of some victim. Yeah. And she goes to his place mm-hmm. and he's like too eager to invite her in. Yeah. And he's like, and he's like, come back here, come back into the back. Yeah. Dragging her to this weirdness. And she's getting this weird vibe. And she's yep. like, Oh, I just remembered. I forgot. I have yeah. an appointment. I got to go. And she yeah. bolts out of there. That was very much the same scene from Zodiac, where Jake Gyllenhaal goes to, and I forget the guy's name. Even It was even raining in both scenes. Sure. And the guy's like, come down here in the basement, I'll show you. And yeah. then he's down there, he's like, mm. uh, I don't know about this. And yeah. he gets the hell out of danger, there. Danger, danger, yeah. yeah. The other, I, see, I disagree, though. I don't think it was just kind of that. I think like there are other themes in this movie, too. Like, how hard it is to be a working mom, and the pressures of being a mom or yeah. having a career. I mean, sure. that was very much in this movie. And then, you know, some of the um, kind of feminist stuff, like these ladies are fighting for their place in, in journalism. You know, they are kind of fighting their way through a sea of men. But I thought it was really funny. Like at one point, Jean Cole's character goes in to yell at the boss. It was like, you're not doing this anymore. And yeah. she comes back and she's like, don't worry. I took care of it. Yeah. And you <laughs> like, hear him in the office going, I'll yes, take ma'am. care of it. Yes, ma'am. Yes, I'll take care of it. Yeah. yeah okay. No problem. Hot. Like, it's funny because like the men run around the newspaper thinking they're all in charge and they got the good connections and they know they have the relationships with the cops and, you know, this kind of thing. And then it's like, oh, who's really in charge here? She just went in there and handed your balls in a purse to you like it's well, just kind of funny he probably realized you know this is the one of two people who are essentially uh keeping our subscriptions up yeah uh so or he was scared yeah <laughs> <laughs> no that's right that's a good point it, it it does have a lot of moments of like a woman trying to not only survive but exceed in this man's world i'm using quotations here mm-hmm and also how it affects her home life. Like, I was waiting for the home life situation to break. Yeah. It was interesting dynamic with her and her husband. Yeah. How he seems very supportive. Yeah. And, oh, go do it. I'll take care of it. Whatever yeah. it was. Pick up the kids. Whatever. But then he's not. But then eventually he's not. But at the same time, he's like, just go. I'll take care of it. Yeah. Like, his attitude, it, it's the same message, but his delivery changes. In the beginning, he's like, oh, go do it. Yeah. Go do it. Yeah. I'll take care of it. But at the end, he's like, go do it. I'll take care of it. Yeah, because it becomes kind of, um, she's totally submersed in the story. You know, if you think about when you're chasing down, you know, leads and her editor was like, well, you're going to stay in the lifestyle beat, you know, like you're going to stay in your lane. And she's like, I'll do it on my free time. So she's really sacrificing a lot of time with her family to get this big story and to keep on it and to stay on it and to keep 
chasing down leads and talking to people and you know it's hard to cook a roast and put your kids to bed when you're doing all that stuff so maybe he just kind of got intolerant of it yeah it's like he was supportive and there for her and but he had his limit yes and it's interesting because i think you kind of expect a certain character like that to stay the same throughout the whole movie yeah you know a supporting character uh but he actually changed i didn't i don't want to say evolved because that's that would imply progression but he changed Mm -hmm. and uh or he just didn't change he just had his limits but uh yeah no boston strangler it's good it's just um yeah if you think about it more from the aspect of like a woman trying to excel in this you know this situation that's dominated by men yeah, you got yourself an interesting, different movie. Mm-hmm. But it does borrow a lot from stuff like Zodiac. Sure. A little bit of Seven in there. Sure. It even kind of has that cinematography of Fincher and that uh, color coding that's kind of the same. Hmm. But uh, I liked it. I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. It was um, worth it. Boston Stranglers. Yeah, it's, you could do worse with two two or so hours of your time. Sure. Anything else, darling? Um, I'm gonna bash on a streaming subscription though. Uh, we had to watch it with ads, people. Oh yeah. I hate that. Are you gonna just embrace that there's gonna be ads during uh, these movies? Look, before and after, fine. Cause they do that in the theater. But if I'm watching a movie, I do not want to have ads. And we're talking about Hulu here. Yeah. My issue with them is they don't make it clear when uh-huh. you purchase ad free. Yep. It's not exactly clear what's going to be ad-free. <laughs> Let me tell you, nothing is ad-free. Yeah, because like we had ad-free for yeah. a while. Yeah. And no different. The ads would pop up. And yeah. I, I even emailed them about that. And they were, it was, it was like some crap about like shows that are licensed and are produced by NBC Universal. And, uh, you mm-hmm. know, it's like, okay, that's not ad-free. No, it's not. And I'm not paying extra f- to watch commercials. Motherfuckers. Wow. I'm just saying, like, it's not a... You're going to get interrupted with commercials. Yeah. But so. it wasn't a lot. It was no, maybe but it two does, breaks. But it kind of takes you out of it a little bit. I mean, maybe it's an opportunity to get a snack, go to the bathroom, whatever. But I don't know if I'm going to sit down and watch a movie, especially like a suspenseful movie. I don't want it interrupted. Like, that's kind of a suspenseful mystery. Like, I want to know how this goes, you know? I, I should be like totally supporting the ad stuff because of my voiceover stuff like without absolutely ads, i'd probably be not getting work <laughs> yes and look i'm not gonna can hulu it's just uh, uh like, i get it i get it it's annoying i'd rather have those ads stacked on the front yeah instead of a three minute break right do a five minute six Fine. minute and don't interrupt my movie after that yeah yeah i think that's a fair compromise are you listening mr hulu that's right change it and make no ads truly no ads That's going to do it for this Married With Channels podcast, completely ad-free. That's right. But make sure you uh, subscribe and download it and, and, yeah. Share, tell your friends. Yep, we're on Twitter, at MarriedWChans, two ends. Until next time, thank you for listening. My name is Amusa. And I'm Jody. We'll see you later. Bye.